Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the previous episode, we heard the story of Mata Kola, how her desire to have a son was fulfilled by Guru Hargobind in the manner of constructing a Sarovar, Kolsar, named after her, which if you go to Amritsar, you'll find right in front of Baba Atal Gurdwana. So following that, we heard of how the date was set for Baba Gurditaji's wedding, Guru Hargobind's eldest son. Everybody was so happy in preparation for the wedding. And that's how chapter 59 now begins describing how Guru Hargama had kept that messenger Brahman for a few days there, serving him and giving him charity. After this, he took off back to Vatala. Guru Hargobind spent many days after this in preparation for his we- son's wedding. He gave the Masans, the community leaders, some money to go out and bring supplies. They would bring heaps of sugar, clarified butter, very beautiful, fine, long rice. They also searched out for the best of wheat flour. Whatever the cost was for all these items, Guru Hargobind gave double that amount to the Masans to go bring back even more than what they needed. Great amounts of prashad was made along with all sorts of the fine food. First, they brought out many plates, filling them to the full. They served this to the congregation. This was all done in celebrations for the upcoming wedding. At the same time, Guru Hargobind went to bow down at Sri Harmandar Sahib, after which he did four parkaramas around Darbar Sahib. Guru Hargobind had an andas performed by Baba Buddhaji and Pai Gurdas. Prashad was distributed following that. Guru Hargobind then left Darbar Sahib with such happiness in his heart. The Guru commanded, Wherever our relatives reside, there we should go and send food. Call everybody to attend the festivities. Go and do this very quickly. So first, Mata Ganga sent great amounts of food with messengers to Kadur Sahib, where Guru Angadevji's family was, to Govindwal Sahib, where Guru Amardashji's family was, Mandali, Daroli, Dalla, these villages of Guru Hargobind's various in-laws. Within the city of Amritsar, the Guru's house also sent out food to everybody there, making everybody so excited and happy. There were many other celebrations and festivities of all kinds. All were done according to how Mata Gangaji instructed. Guru Hargobind entrusted Bidichand with all the supplies and duties for the upcoming wedding. They constructed tents of all colors, tying them up with silk strings. They got countless extravagant sheets together and they laid them out in these tents. They kept them ready for the wedding. They brought very expensive fabric for the horses, which we placed underneath the saddle. They got some really fine saddles as well. They made uniforms, clothing for all the warriors and had jewelers make beautiful jewelry for them as well. The countless wealth in the Guru's house was paying for all of these expenses. When all these items were made, they then would come and show these items to the Guru. When a few days were remaining before the wedding, everybody from outside Amritsar had arrived. All the relatives from the previous Gurus were there. Datu came, he was the son of Guru Angadevji. Mohri came, he's the son of Guru Amardas. They were all quite old. They brought with them their wives and kids, Guru Hargobind's in-laws, Narayan Das and his wife Diyakoyar, the parents of Mata Dumodri from the village Dalla, they came. They were the grandparents of the young groom, Baba Gurditta. Both of them were so happy to celebrate their grandson's wedding. Guru Hargobind respected his in-laws greatly, understanding their position as being older, the Guru bowed down to them. After that, all the women of the families went to meet with Mata Ganga. 
Meeting with her, they spoke with such love. When Mata Dumodri found out that her parents arrived, she quickly went to go see them and hug them so tight. Krishnachand and his wife Tanmanti, they came as well, and these are Guru Hargobind's nana and nani, maternal grandfather and grandmother. They are Mata Gangaji's parents. So Guru Hargobind saw them, and he went over and hugged them. They are the great grandparents of the young groom Baba Gurudatta. So the parents of Mata Marwahi, Dwara, and Pagan, they both came as well. They met with their daughter. There was such a massive gathering there in Amritsar now with all the family of Guru Harugan. Everyone was enjoying their time, meeting with each other and talking with each other. Amritsar was like a deep ocean of bliss. Everyone was having fun with each other. They all sat down. Baba Gurudatta, the young son of the Guru, and they began the pre-wedding celebrations like an oil ceremony at the start before the Maya. The Maya being the rubbing of the turmeric paste all over the body of Gurudatta. Everybody was singing songs and having a blast. They did all the other ceremonies that they would do in their lineage. And everybody taking part and watching it all was so happy. With the command of Guru Hargobin, all the grooms I got ready for the wedding so beautifully. Everybody was dressing up, adorning great amounts of their finest jewelry, which they had spent a lot of money on making. Small drums were being played, sounding off happiness. Other instruments as well were making music throughout the city. Bards and singers were standing and singing. Everybody was exchanging gifts in the city. At that moment, Baba Gurudatta was getting ready. He adorned some gold yellowish colored clothing. He wore a beautiful sehra on his forehead, which is one of those ornaments which covers uh, the face of the groom. Around his wrist, he had gold bracelets. Guru Hargobind took his son like this to Harmandar Sahib to bow down before then doing parakarmas around the Sarovar of Darbar Sahib. They mounted up after this and headed forward to lead the group. With them, all the beautiful women looked so grand as they started getting together. They all got together and the group moved ahead singing songs of happiness which they were just drenched in. Guru Hargobind was mounted up on his horse and his entire army then began mounting up as well. The really deep sounding battle drums of his army were thundering. There were countless palanquins and chariots now on the road and all these looked so stunning as they were decorated with gems and diamonds. They were taking big satchels of money with them as offerings, understanding it to be the wedding of their eldest son on auspicious time. Mata Ganga was there with their three daughter-in-laws along with other gorgeous, beautiful women. They all sent off the wedding party before all these women then went back to their residence. They didn't make the trip out to Vatala. Performing the ceremonies of the tradition, they started on their travel. Guru Hargobin took his son with him and everybody saw them moving ahead forward some distance. And traveling down the path, they set up camp eventually at an auspicious spot associated with Guru Nanak. It was the exact spot where Guru Nanak had stopped as they were traveling to their wedding as well. So when they stopped there, they bowed down. People didn't know and asked Guru Hargobin, you know, about the importance of this spot, who told everybody how Guru Nanak stayed a night here, rested, he ate and slept well, before then moving out the next day to his wedding. At that time, at the night, six gave food to their horses and everybody slept peacefully there. And in the late hours of the night, before day broke, everybody got up, the drums of the army were sounding off, 
people hearing these drums would get up and begin to get ready. They would do their ishnan, their bathing in the morning. Everybody then began sprucing up their horses, their palanquins, chariots, cleaning everything up before then mounting up again. As they rode along the path, the drums, the instruments were making noise. There were flutes, trumpets, bells, drums like dol were being played. And this is how the groom's side wedding party, the barat, were traveling along like a massive tidal wave. Everybody had in their heart this desire to see the village of the bride. And in that village of Batala, all the men and women were quickly roaming around, getting things ready with so much joy and excitement in their hearts, thinking that when they see the Bharat, the wedding party of Guru Hargobin, they'll receive the Guru's darshan, divine sight, and make worthwhile, make useful their eyes. The vast amount of warriors of Guru Hargobin were all strapped with rifles and were shooting them off in celebration. Volley fire drills performed with the utmost of skill. Their drills included maneuvers with their horses, pulling at the reins of these horses, moving them about so nimbly and skillfully. It was as if their horses were like deer prancing around so gracefully. The entire wedding party was adorned with the finest of clothes and weapons, just dripping and sparkling with beautiful jewelry. And in this play, they reached about two kilometers away from the village of Vatala. Guru Hargobind then dismounted at that point and tied his horse under some nice shade. Everyone was looking around for some shade where they could untie their horses as well to give the horses some rest. Meanwhile, in great joy, they performed some more volley fire drills. Everybody with their rifles shooting up into the air, into the sky at the same time. Such a large noise traveled through the area. Instruments were being played as well. And all this noise then reached the village of Vatala. Rama, the father of the bride, heard this and understood that the Guru's wedding party is near. Everybody else in the village too heard this and understood. It was as if this noise then woke everybody up. Everybody quickly then got up, got ready. They began running around, preparing for the Bharat, the groom's wedding party, to arrive, filling baskets up with such delicious and varied types of food. And at that moment, they also sent the important seniors to go ahead and meet Guru Hargobind and the wedding party along the path. They quickly reached where Guru Hargobind was, and then they gave to the Bharat, the whole party there, all the sweets and food they had prepared. They bowed down to the Guru and saw the wedding party. They said, Oh, great king, now please come into our village and please bless everybody there with bliss in their hearts. All the wedding party then received their food and sweets. They relished the delicious food, praising it greatly, saying it was delicious. When there was about three hours left before sunset, Guru Hargobind then commanded everybody, everybody get ready with their finest of clothes and weapons. The bards also went around commanding everybody that they mount up on their horses, their palanquins, chariots. Everybody was so happy they understood that this was the time when they would reach the village of the wedding. Everybody looked so beautiful, just stunning with their exquisite clothes and weapons, with their beautiful round faces and earrings dangling. Everybody was laughing and chatting with each other. Guru Hargobind mounted up now on an elephant. The elephant had some amazing fabric embedded with jewels and diamonds on it as well. There were bells and instruments playing as the group moved forward. Everybody was colored in a countless manner of beauty. Guru Hargobind then called over Saindas who is Damodri's brother-in-law. So Damodri has an elder sister named Ramo. Her husband is Saindas, who is the mama, the maternal uncle of Baba Gurditta. 
So Guru Hargobin calls him over and says, Come quickly and jump in the chariot on this elephant. Sayandas replied, saying, Guru Hargobin, you are the great master. I am your servant. How can I sit alongside you? This is highly inappropriate. Guru Hargobin just called him over. Sayandas came a little closer, and Guru Hargobin just grabbed his arm and pulled him up onto the chariot of the elephant. Meanwhile, Datu, the son of Guru Angad, was seated in a palanquin along with Mohri, the son of Guru Amardas. The palanquins look so stunning with their decorations. Krishnachan, the maternal grandfather of Guru Hargobind, the great-grandfather of Baba Gurudatta, was also seated in a palanquin with Dwara, Mata, Murvahi's father, who was also so excited. Everyone was mounted up on their horses and they traveled along the path towards Vatala. The poet says, how can I describe everybody in this wedding party? The saddles and the fabric underneath the saddle of the horses was embroidered with gold and silver. It looked so glorious. And on top of that, the stunning warriors were riding. Narayandas, the father of the Modri and the maternal grandfather of Baba Gurdutta, he was done up as well. So happy for the wedding, he had these sashels of money to make it rain later on. All the other Masans and Bibichan, they also had these sashels of money. What else can be said about the entire wedding party of Guru Hargavan, the nourisher of the poor, who was mounted up on an elephant amidst the entire group? That's how chapter 59 concludes. In the next section, we're going to hear of the wedding of Baba Gurudatta. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Jarke, Gauga,